Tonight, Ray and I are joined by Pete Hoffman from WFAN. We discuss all the expectations for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in this upcoming season. I don't see why this Jets team can't make the playoffs, win the division. And the crazy thing is, I think he just bought a $9.5 million home, so his total bill for coming to the Jets is now over $40 million. Do they really? Do they go, Jets? Guys, let's go. JetCast Nation, welcome to episode 27. As always, I'm Pat, that's Ray, and today we have Pete Hoffman, producer on the WFAN. How are you, brother? I'm freaking awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I'm stoked we had football on Thursday. I might not have watched it, but it was great to have it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the first thing I want to ask you is what... What went through your head when you first heard that Aaron Rodgers was either thinking about coming to the Jets or that it was confirmed? Like, I kind of ask everybody first, like, what what were their thoughts? Because this is kind of a, a simulation I feel like we're living in. Well, so I'd like to take a step back because I was uh, producing the uh, Tiki and Tierney show at the time, now I'm producer of, uh, of Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata. But we had Joe Namath on. We were doing a little joke on Tierney because he – refused to wear Tiki Barber's jersey because he's a huge Jet fan. Refused yeah. to wear Tiki Barber's jersey. So I needed Joe Namath to try to push him into wearing his jersey. And I don't know where Joe Namath goes. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers be the next quarterback of the New York Jets and I will gladly unretire my number. And he got me so stoked when I heard that. I'm like, you know what? That would be amazing. I, I'm all in for it. Now, the pessimist in me started to build about a few weeks later when I actually heard that the possibility and that he was really interested because you guys know, being Jets fans, it is tough. I'm a Mets fan. Mets and Jets fans are very much related. Mm-hmm. Um, so so when you see when you see like Justin Verlander and Mike Scherzer, what happened with them, you start to think the worst. Mm. So so the, that was my biggest thing. There were so many other quarterbacks that I think were available this offseason. I think the Jets are going to be good, regardless. But once you said Aaron Rodgers, the expectations go through the roof. And that always scares me because the expectations are Super Bowl or bust. And we know that it's not that easy. Right, right. So are you buying into this hype? Are you buying into the Super Bowl or bust hype? I mean, we have offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. And crying out loud, Brees Hall might be better than both of them. That's what's yeah. so wild. Oh, yeah, no question. Listen, what type of hype am I buying into? Am I buying into the Jets are going to be successful? What is labeled success this year, right? To all of us, success is Super Bowl. We we think it's that Super Bowl because you don't want to really go through every year, oh, well, we got to have a winning record. Oh, we got to the first round of playoffs. No, really, success is Super Bowl. That's everybody. But realistic expectations, they're going to be in the playoffs. That's like a no-brainer to me. Like that, that I could buy into that. I could have bought into that with any other quarterback not named Zach Wilson. So it didn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. Now, is there extra pressure? And do I think that Aaron Rodgers brings the – he brings a lot of focus to the team, that's for sure. A lot, a lot of um, unnecessary focus because we don't need that. I just want to be – I don't want to say I want to go under the radar, but I just want to have a really good season, get to the playoffs, and go as deep as we can. I don't see why this Jets team can't make the playoffs, win the division, and play the AFC Championship game. 
My oh. biggest thing that I was worried about was his level of commitment because we always heard about in Green Bay how he wouldn't go to tr- he wouldn't go to the off season programs. He wasn't really teaching like Jordan Love uh, certain things, but he's blown away my expectations. And now leaving thirty plus million dollars on the table in a new contract is just mind boggling. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Listen, dude, he looks like everything that I heard that was bad about him in Green Bay. It's like a turn of new leaf. Like, right, I don't know right. if it's just New York or, or this. The tri-state area has totally rejuvenated the guy. And that's awesome. That's what you love to hear because you see somebody that's embracing the lifestyle, embracing the town, going out to all these events. And then, like you said, with doing the right thing, I, that was something I was very worried about was the fact that financially, mm. it's a lot of money. What, are we going to be able to work it, bring in excess talent? Because that's what you need. It's not just Aaron Rodgers. Like, we can all say Aaron Rodgers is going to lead the Jets to a, a Super Bowl, right? That'd be great. But it's the people around him. And sometimes you need extra pieces. And the fact that he took such a pay cut is huge. Now, listen, is it going to turn into a Dalvin Cook? Is it going to turn into some of these other big-end items that maybe we find somebody else that that, that it's escapes from another team? Who knows? But the fact is that we could do he gave us that leverage is, is awesome. There is a level of concern now. And you've heard it now, mixed interviews where it's like, he says that it, the Jets, coming to the Jets, it's not about one season because that they gave up too much for him, mm-hmm. for him just to be here for a year. So that's great. That pushes aside of like one year and done, unless they won the Super Bowl. And then who knows what happens from there. <laughs> if he wins the Super Bowl, he could leave. I could care less. <laughs> Just, yeah. If he gets to win the first season, I'll build the statue myself. That's it. Hang the hang, hang number eight jersey up now. Let's go. Right, right. And the crazy thing is, I think he just bought a $9.5 million home. So his total bill for coming to the Jets is now over $40 million. So it's it's mind-boggling. My, my, one of my theories for the Patriots for so long, for why they were so good, was that Tom Brady wasn't making a lot of money for all those right. years. You know, he kept his salary low knowing that the team would have to, you know, fill in the pieces around him. And it seems like, you know, Aaron gets that. Oh, yeah. And, and you you look at the quarterback situation across the entire league. Mm. It's stupid. And we just saw, you know, the Giants who are neighbors of ours. So, we, I, you know, it's okay to talk about them a little bit. But Saquon just went through a situation where he's one of the best running backs in the league. And he's trying to make a power play for more money, and they don't want to give it to him mm-hmm. because they're in such cap hell still from the previous regime with Gettleman and whatnot. And you look at what Aaron Rodgers is doing and say, you know what? I don't want that situation to happen. I want to want to. I want it to be a better situation for everybody. That's huge. And I got to be honest. Eventually, this may have to happen where the salary cap is based in like two separate ways. Where it's like the quarterback salary cap. And then the rest of the team, right? Because you're not, you can't keep on. Listen, I, I like Daniel Jones in in, in uh, with, with the Giants, dude. If if Rodgers didn't come here, I would have loved Daniel Jones to play for this team. I think he would have been phenomenal. Again, this is because the talent on the Jets is there. Mm. All you need is someone to be able to actually make the plays, be a, be a game caller, and Daniel Jones could do that. Is he worth forty two million a year? That's debatable. Yeah, I doubt it. I, you know what? It's going to be nice to have a quarterback that could actually complete a screen pass. Holy shit. 
Yeah. Let's call for what it is. Zach Wilson completed a screen pass yesterday. I tweeted out right away. I said, oh my gosh, breaking news. Zach Wilson. I seen it with my own eyes. It's not, I'm not deceiving myself. But one thing I want to get into really quick, and I ask a lot of our guests this because I'm one of those college football fanatics. Go Horns all day. I've seen plenty of Will McDonald in college. He wrecked games. And the fact that Jeff fans were having meltdowns on draft night, I'm like, I understand where he was projected to go, but we see it all the time. Players that are drafted in the second, third, fourth, fifth round become superstars. And I'm telling you, Pete, I know you you haven't had a chance to really diagnose the game yesterday. The agility that he showed and the burst off the line, I haven't seen that in so long. And everybody's worried about, oh, his size. He's only playing at 240-ish, 242. His arm length is in the 90th percentile of all players in the National Football League. And I'm watching Lyman yesterday grasping at him. And he's just so long, it didn't matter. They couldn't get their hands on him. So let me get your perspective on draft night. Were you melting down like I'd say 90, which I wouldn't blame you, 90% of Jeff fans were? Oh, we both were, were, Ray. We both were. (laughs) If you watch the replay of the stream, we're all like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's what it was because, you know, he was ranked on every, you know, we all go by ESPN's big board and crap. Like they know what they're doing is the reason why they're not in the front office. So give us yeah. your, your opinion. Well, listen, that. listen, I, I, I'm the anti you guys. I do not, not that I don't like uh, college football. I don't trust it as much because I, I see the loopholes. I see like sometimes you have like, look, you saw Zach Wilson put up all those numbers, right. how unbelievable he looked, but what, who was the, who was he playing against? You know what I mean? And sometimes that's where I look at it and I say, you haven't faced real competition until you get to the NFL. So let's see what he does there. Now, listen, as far as McDonald goes, I trust the Jets regime. I trust Joe Douglas. Like that is something he said it. Months ago at a uh, uh, Carton Robert, uh, not Carton Robert, excuse me, Boomer Geo event, mm-hmm. where he basically was like, uh, "We're getting Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's going to happen." Yep. And and, and I, that that boost of self esteem, that like, I believe this guy, this motherfucker, he knows what's up. Like, I trust every. This guy bleeds football, so I don't really care what the projections are. I don't care, dude. I'll steal picks late in the draft all day. I trust Joe Douglas. I trust them to make the right moves. Now, listen, not everything's going to be a hit. Zach Wilson was a big miss. It was a big miss. It is a big miss. So you can't negate that. But on the other hand, like you said, we got the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year last year. Uh, uh, That's pretty impressive in one draft class. I trust what they do. So if you want to say that, yeah, he got drafted later on and that's a concern, I'm not worried. I, I know that my team, my organization knows what they're doing. No, I, I completely agree with you. And it's funny because I see all Jeff fans melting down on Twitter right now because Joe Titman, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, he might not start at all in 2023. I, I, I'm, I'm very much of the mindset of in order to win big like we did last year with our draft picks, you got to be able to swing a big stick. And Titman is a projection. Was he the most NFL ready? A lot of people think Schmitz was the more ready guy, but, you know, I could, you know, we have Connor McGovern, who's most people would say was a normal, a regular to a slightly above average center. If Rogers feels more comfortable with a veteran center, a veteran center in front of him, maybe you give up a little bit on the pass protection ability, but we know McGovern knows how to set protections, you know, and look, look, one thing I can keep saying is 
Look who they were blocking for last year. We had guys, you know, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, you know, Mike White. People, I was at the. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I was at the Jacksonville game, and people are screaming for Shreveler. I'm like, oh, but he can't throw the ball at all. Like, and we all hey, we all hey, saw him last me, night. <laughs> let me tell you something. Shreveler is. Uh, it was great to see him that one game because it reminded you that like. There are people that really do suck at football. And listen, there's nothing <laughs> against him. There's nothing against him. Like, God God bless him. He was able to get in the game. He brought the excitement. He was able to, like, the, the, the crowd was into him at that Jacksonville game. But legitimately, the guy can't throw. And it, yeah. it is what it is. So, and that was like, I, I still wanted to see that because I still felt he gave me a better shot than Zach Wilson at that point, which is still nuts. Talking about the offensive line, um, you got to talk about Mekhi Becton, right? Yeah. So... You know, he was he was supposed to play what 20, 25 snaps. I think he took himself out at around seven. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm still kind of okay with it. You know, if he feels something going on in the knee, I'd rather him not push himself, take himself out of the situation. It may be one of those situations where he's just gotta get that confidence back in the knee. You know? After having two surgeries on one knee, it may always or hurt for him, and he may have to learn to trust something like that. But Honestly, in those seven snaps, he looked like Becton. He looked like Makai Becton. I know he's playing against Scrubs, but he played well from what I saw in the tiny, tiny little sample after not playing football for close to 700 days. I mean, Makai Becton is something where, again, I don't want to say it's a bust, but it's getting close to it. And again, yeah. you, it's, it's, it's not about skill set. Like, I think that if he can play, if he gets step on the field and he can stay healthy, I think he's a weapon, and clearly, I, I there's a concern there because of how much weight he lost. Actually, like in, in a good way, in a good yeah, he, he need he need to lose weight. But the concern is, did he lose too much weight? It, did did it affect anything with his the way he played? And like you said, seven through seven snaps, it it was okay. He was good. He looked like himself. Um, the knee issue, though, for for uh, uh, offensive linemen, I mean, I, those are that's something that's if it's a chronic knee thing, which never going to stop, and he's got to find a way to play through it. He's got to figure it out soon because you rely on your legs. I, I mean, listen, it, it's one of those things where I am just concerned for the kid himself. He's still a kid. He really yeah. is still a kid. And I I want to see him find a way to get through it. I just don't know if he mentally has it. And it's not that it, there's no criticism in that uh, as far as a real shot or a dig at him because sometimes it's just his life. You know, sometimes you just you think you're, you could do something. And you just hit a level where it's like, I, I, I'm not cut out for this. And that's okay. But I want to see him be able to try to get, put a full game together, play through it, and just figure it out. Because that would be – that's a secret weapon for the Jets. Yep. I mean, he really is. We've been relying on him or trying to rely on him for a couple of years now, and he just can't stay healthy. If he stays healthy, whether he's left side, right side, I don't care. If he's playing – that is a benefit for the Jets. Um, straight out, did the Jets get Dalvin Cook or not? No. No? no I agree. No. It's not happening. He, I, listen, I keep on hearing he's trying to use the Jets, and that's fine. That it is what it is. The hopes are there. I would Do the Jets need him? Yes, because everyone can use the Dalvin Cook. Like, no, and there's not a team that go, ah, we don't need Dalvin Cook. Of course you can use him. He's one of the best running backs in the game right now. Uh, duh. But do they really? Do they really? Do they really need him? They have enough talent right now. And again, like 
why ruin a good thing? Why ruin like if Brees Hall is going to come back healthy and, and be able to start, you know, sooner than later? Like, why are we needing to go that route? Why do we have to bring in Dalvin Cook, who might take touches away from Brees Hall? And I don't want that. I don't like right now. Aaron Rodgers is really taking a hold of this team. It seems like this good juju, good chemistry. Why do you want to bring Dalvin Cook in and then have like this this running back, you know, head to head battle? Not the worst thing in the world to make someone more more motivated, but I don't I don't need it. And he's just using us to go to Miami. So let him go to Miami. Who cares? Right. And then also the thing is if you do sign him, who's the odd man out on the in the running back room? Is it Carter or is it Bam? You know? Because you're not gonna get yeah. rid of Izzy, right? You just drafted him. Izzy looked electric right. last night, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I wish think- the offensive line played a little better for him. I I, I wish he could I want to see him with actual like holes. I, my guess would be Bam. It's the easier one yeah. because Carter played so well last year too. And he passed I mean, blocks. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. You don't. You like all the guys. You don't want to see anybody go. But yet you bring in a Dalvin Cook. It, there's not room for everybody. Then that's the problem. Not everyone's gonna be able to touch the ball. Right. Exactly. And Pete, this is the last one for me. I I'm one of those guys that loves Garrett Wilson, but I keep hearing the hype that. He could be the next, you know, Devontae Adams and stuff. What kind of year do you expect for him in his second year? Because I always tell Jeff fans, look who was throwing him the ball last year. That's what I hate when Jeff fans say, well, you know, he didn't have the greatest of years. He's not. I mean, Madden's got him at a freaking 84 rating. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, All right. So, listen, Garrett Wilson is no doubt he's so talented. So, that's, let's, let's first erase. Like, there's, there's no doubt in, in when I talk about this because I'm going to say he's going to regress number-wise a little bit. First mm-hmm. of all, Darren, Aaron Rodgers is here, okay? So, not saying that him and Garrett aren't going to be on the same page, but he does like to spread the ball. He's got his favorite receivers, don't get me wrong, but he likes to spread the ball. He's going to spread the ball. I do think he's going to have close to 10 10 to 12 touchdowns, that's not a that's not even a question. He'll get the touchdowns. Will he get the big yardage? I think he's going to be close to like 11.50. And is that great? It's not bad. But again, with Rodgers being able to hit so many different people, it's just there's too many mouths to feed. And we've talked about this. The Jets actually have weapons all over the place. So can Garrett Wilson potentially get the 2,000 yards? Oh, no question. That's a, that's a high number, clearly. Can he get to 1,500 yards? No question. Will he? I, I'm going to say for now, 1150 is where I'm at because I just think that Rodgers is going to spread the ball around so much that Wilson may take a little bit of a step back. All right. Well, Pete, I know you're so busy, but uh, I want to thank you for coming on with us. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all social media at Hoff, W-F-A-N. That's at H-O-F-F-W-F-A-N. I produce the Brennan Tierney and Sal Licata show Monday through Friday on uh, on WFAN, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I host my own show uh, every Saturday morning, which I'm hosting later on tonight, um, between like the hours of like midnight and 5, 6, whatever. It's all over the place. But it, either way, I'm on WFAN between like midnight and 6. You'll find me a good chunk there. And I do the Rico Bronio podcast with uh, Evan Roberts as well. So. Love that. That's and remember, podcast I've, I I know of. And remember, guys, this uh, this podcast is sponsored by SeatGeek. Use code Jetcast at checkout get twenty dollars off your first order. For everyone out there, please give us a subscribe. Um, it helps me out. It helps Ray out. It helps us put this channel together. So again, thanks, Pete, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Go Jets! Thanks, guys. Let's go.